We're in Ukraine. COVID, the Biden presidency, and the elections. You are listening to the John DePietro Show. Good afternoon. Right now, you're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. I want to welcome everybody in, tuning in part of our uh, live simulcast that we do each day, the noon report with Facebook Live. Folks, obviously, a very historic day. This portion of the John DePietro Show at 12.06 on this Friday, June 24th. This program, by the way, is dedicated uh, to my mom, Virginia DePietro. Uh, Ginny, as she was known to uh, obviously many family and friends, she was uh, so dedicated to Rhode Island pro-life that even into her uh, you know, later years, she was still a volunteer there. My dad used to drive her uh, over there, and even if my mom had health problems, but I vividly remember her at that first protest um, where they, she was part of one of the original founding members of, of Rhode Island. Uh, at the time, it was Rhode Island, right to life, Rhode Island pro-life. I think it was even Catholics for life. I mean, there were different ways that the organization came together. But um, my mom, that was, that was her cause. <clears throat> and I even remember when Roe v. Wade first came out and, um, and, and my mother wasn't a big television watcher, but we, 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 um, we were watching the news, and it was the local news, and she came in, and I, I just never seen her so angry and so animated. And then on the news, we saw it like, hey, there's our blue station wagon. She was part of, it was like a caravan. I think it was Joanne McGosker and some other women from the St. Paul's Parish at the time. Like, there was, <clears throat> wow. Like, I mean, that was just so out of character. Uh, but my mom, uh, Virginia, I, I, you know, she's the first one I thought of today with this decision that came down. And my mother, who was, you know, a substitute teacher at St. Paul's School, she was a, a daily congregant, gave birth to seven children, seven children, um, raised, put through college. My mother lived a very peaceful life. Anyone that knew her, she was, you know, a note writer. I mean, I miss my mom every day. Jenny. Virginia DePietro, but um, I thought of her today because this is such a historic day, folks. It is now, and we're going to talk about it. President Biden is going to address the nation coming up at uh, 1220, 1230, I think. We'll carry that. We're going to talk with our legal expert, attorney Tim Dodd. But I was thinking, uh, thinking of my mom today. And folks, when you're the youngest of seven, you know, you certainly appreciate life. Right. My parents easily could have said, ah, six is enough. You know, just I I never like that expression when I hear parents say of, uh, you know, I'm done. I'm done like that type of thing. So this is one of those days, folks. And it's the Friday news dump. It's Friday, June 24th. And obviously, you know, this is one of those stories that it's it's national. It's also local. We'll we'll cover it Um, in Rhode Island. It actually won't have any bearing. I'll let Tim Dodd get to that. But folks, on this Friday, and, and by the way, it's also going to be a beautiful weekend. Gorgeous weekend into the 80s. This is beach weather. Uh, good time to be outside. PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. They have everything you need available. Annuals, perennial, large selection, beautiful patio pots, vegetable plants and herbs, tropical mandevillas, hibiscus plants, screen loom, mulch available, pickup and delivery, mulches, dark piney, black hemlock, crushed stone. They are a full-scale nursery they're open seven days a week, and it's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Look for them on Facebook. They have a great Facebook page, and they keep it up. And, uh, again, they're open seven days a week, open every day. It's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Shop there, 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. They work so hard. Shop local, and the service is tremendous. It's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Well, folks, as I said, President Biden is going to address the nation coming up at 1230. We'll talk. We'll pick that up, obviously. Uh, this, you know, the shockwaves is the Drudge Report. Supreme's protection for abortion place for half century. Court giveth, court taketh away. 26 states where it will become illegal. Rhode Island's not one of them. Pence, make it national. Texas AG declares agency holiday in remembrance of unborn. Violence fear after decision. This could be a very 
violent night and violent weekend. Protests erupts. <clears throat> Clarence Thomas says birth control, gay marriage is next. I don't know if I believe that. Uh, confidence at a historic low. Pelosi says what is happening here. Let's find out how this impacts us in the ocean state. We're going to call him, uh, get him on the line with us right now. And certainly um, uh, glad that he can uh, take the time to uh, speak to us. Folks, joining us on the line right now is our legal expert, is attorney Tim Dodd. And good afternoon, attorney Dodd. Good afternoon, John. Big day. Yes, it is. Um, Tim, let's start off just some of your thoughts on the national decision. And the biggest thing, obviously, the people worry about or concerned about, I think at least initially, is just how things would impact people here in, in the Ocean State in Rhode Island. Well, as, as far as how things would impact people in the Ocean State, it, there'll be no change, really, from what rights people had to abortion under Roe v. Wade. Because a couple of years ago now, um, our state legislature codified as a state law um, all of the rights and privileges to abortion which were available under Roe are now available in Rhode Island. And, you know, the leaders in the General Assembly who were uh, abortion advocates saw that the handwriting was somewhat on the wall based upon the composition of the U.S. Supreme Court. And um, they were proactive. So if you agree with their position, you've got to give them credit because they pushed through, you know, something that's controversial to many people, which was a law which codifies all the rights of Roe. So in Rhode Island, there's really no change for um, an individual seeking an abortion. Um, if you live in Texas, if you live in Mississippi and some of the more conservative southern states, things have changed dramatically. What was legal um, a few days ago, perhaps, may not be legal now. Other states like, I think, Kentucky and maybe South Dakota put into place um legislation which would be triggered if Roe was in fact overturned. So at the end of the day, you're going to be left with the 50 states with basically a hodgepodge of state laws concerning the rights to abortion. You know, 26 states approximately are either going to outlaw or severely limit your right to an abortion. The other 24 states or so um, will continue to provide the rights which were generally available under Roe. So there's no cause for alarm, if you will, in the state of Rhode Island. One who is in favor of abortions might be alarmed as a Rhode Islander to the extent that they're concerned for the rights of women in other states whose rights are now going to be infringed upon uh, to the extent they ever had a right. Um, under under this um, overturning of Roe, you know, the, it's interesting, John. It was a, the decision was five justices in favor, three opposed, and one rating a decision which, in part, agreed with Judge Alito and, in part, um, departed from Alito's reasoning. And that was Chief Justice Roberts. Um, he was sort of. Um, sort of on board with overturning Roe, but not completely. He was sort of on board with the New York gun case, but not completely. So, you know, when the media yells and screams that it's a 6-3 court, it's more like a 5-4 court because Roberts is not a reliable vote uh, for the conservative wing of the court, if you will. Um, Judge Alito, who wrote this decision, the language and the reasoning were consistent with the draft that was um, leaked out um, recently. The judge found that, you know, the right to abortion is, quote, not deeply rooted in the nation's history or traditions. And another, I read the decision, one of the interesting quotes was, like, quote, like the famous decision in Plessy v. Ferguson, Roe was also egregiously wrong and on a collision course with the United States Constitution from the day it was decided. And your listeners will remember Plessy v. Ferguson was a Supreme Court decision regarding education, which said separate but equal was appropriate. 
So we had our Supreme Court saying it's okay if you have white schools and black schools as long as they're teaching the same thing, separate but equal. We look at that decision today and say, how could America have ever ruled that way? Well, that was the law, Supreme Court of the U.S., until uh, Brown versus the board came along and said Plessy was completely and outrageously wrong. So um, this court, in overturning Roe, takes a similar view that there was never a constitutional right to abortion and that abortion um, availability should be regulated by the 50 states. And in this decision, the, the justices who are in the majority basically say it's up to each state, you know, to have voters who vote for what they want and vote for elected leaders who are going to do what they want. So one would presume in Rhode Island, which has a very um, liberal, if you will, general assembly, there was an immediate move to codify the rights afforded under Roe. You go to other states like Mississippi, Alabama, Texas, um, those elected representatives at the state level take a much more conservative, restrictive view on abortion rights. So that's exactly, you know, if you follow the majority opinion, what the U.S. Constitution implies. And, and John, when we had first talked about the leaked decision, you know, in, in the 60s and in the 70s, the Supreme Court, the liberal Supreme Court that we had with various judges constituting the court, the, the notion came up that there's a penumbra of rights, and a penumbra is like the shadow that you see of the sun during an eclipse. So it's not a real right, but it's sort of there in the shadows. So abortion became almost one of these penumbra of rights that it was in the shadows and it was associated with your right to privacy and it was essentially a bootstrap argument to find a constitutional right where none was explicitly set forth in the constitution and again there's no history in this country but for the last 50 years when roe was the law of the land uh, there's no long-rooted history and tradition of abortion rights. It's really something that was left to the states. And then in 1973, the U.S. Supreme Court made it a national decision and found there was a constitutional right. So that's the effect of this decision. I don't think this will be the end of the case. Uh, just one more little comment, John, and then I'll Go ahead. stop for a moment. Um, Folks on the left or folks on the right, when they get a Supreme Court decision that they like, they'll always say, well, this is now settled law. That's for right. The last 50, for the last 50 years, folks who like the Roe v. Wade decision have said, hey, abortion, that's settled law. That's, that's settled law. Well, now, is it now settled law? Right. I say that rhetorically. Of people going to say, except this is now the law of the land, it's settled law. We can look at... Ten years ago, gay marriage was not a constitutionally protected right. And conservative groups may well have said, well, that's the law of the land. Now that um, gay marriages are recognized, um, you know, folks are saying, well, that's the law of the land. Mm. Um, both sides pick and choose when they choose to um, characterize something as, quote, the law of the land, close quote. So... I don't know that this decision is going to do anything to quell um, the strong opinions on both sides of the abortion issue. You know, Alito, Judge Justice Alito also started his opinion by saying, uh, I'm not going to read too much, abortion presents a profound moral issue on which Americans hold sharply conflicting views. Some believe fervently that a human person comes into being at conception and abortion ends an innocent life. Others feel just as strongly that any regulation of abortion invades a woman's right to control her own body. A third group thinks that abortion should be allowed under limited circumstances. And um, So the court recognizes that this is a moral, political, and societal issue with no easy answer but i think the court 
I believe correctly, and I'm not opining whether I agree with the right to abortion or not, but that this should be a state's right issue because it's no recognized United States constitutional right to abortion. It should be um, put back to the individual states to rule on what they want in each state, which could differ on the abortion issue. And folks, again, we're speaking with our legal expert, Attorney Tim Dodd. President Biden's going to address the nation coming up at 1230. Good afternoon on this Friday. It's 1221, a historic day. Friday, June 24th, uh, the Supreme Court has overturned Roe v. Wade. Tim Dodd, before I let you go, and we certainly appreciate you making time for us on this Friday. Um, <clears throat> what about, does this open the door at least for legal challenges here in Rhode Island? I don't think we've kind of seen that in a while. Or would this play out more at the state house would they be able to still just contain so if there were any changes going to be made it would have to be at the legislature level well the the u.s supreme court has said today that abortion should be regulated by the several states and rhode island has already codified it what it thinks by codifying to keep Rhode Island's law consistent with all the rights and privileges you had to abortion under Roe. So there's really nothing in Rhode Island which would require a challenge if you're concerned about a woman's right to an abortion. Mm. There might be a generalized challenge saying that the there's really nowhere to go right now to say the Supreme Court got it wrong because that's the, they're the final authority on these types of issues. Um, there still might be the ability to challenge states with restrictive abortion laws, but those would be challenges to the language, to the clarity of the language, to the ambiguity of the language, and whether the other states that restrict abortion do so in a constitutionally appropriate manner. But mm. Rhode Island did proactively what the Supreme Court's telling all the states to do. Right. Folks, again, he is our legal expert, Attorney Tim Dodd. Tim, great job. We'll talk to you next week about the gun rights uh, situation. And there is an update now as apparently, and I'm glad to hear this, and you actually had predicted this, Tim Dodd, but um, but local, locally, local gun shop owners have now filed a challenge with uh, Governor McKee with this whole magazine ban. I don't I don't know. I mean, it's just developing now. We're just hearing about the the lawsuit before I let you go. I don't know if there was you had any thought on that, but I think you had had stated the the gun shop firearm owners have now challenged Rhode Island's new high capacity magazine ban in court. Well, I think that they have a legitimate challenge. Um, I'm not sure. Um, where this will end up in front of which um, judge, but I think that there is a very legitimate argument that the law as drafted and approved of is unconstitutional. There's problems with um, equal protection. There's problems with due process. There's problems with this being seen as, if you will, an ex post facto law. There's a number of problems with the specific high-capacity magazine component of what the General Assembly passed. And uh, I know there's lawsuits being filed, and as far as these gun cases and the Supreme Court case regarding New York and what's developing in Rhode Island, I'll look forward to speaking to you about it anytime. Okay. Thank you, Tim Dodd. Folks, there he is, our legal expert, Attorney Tim Dodd, on a busy, folks, busy Friday. Again, good afternoon. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Um, you know, there's a, this is fast developing. I'll tell you what's what's difficult is trying to get, you know, like actual information simply because of there's so much rhetoric that comes out on something like this from some of the the Democrats and especially those up at the the Rhode Island State House that it's 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 almost a challenge to like figure out because obviously they're calling for a total uh, doomsday scenario here. Now I do want to read Bishop Tobin has come out with a, a statement. Um, let's see, I want to read that and then uh, here we go. Diet statement from Bishop Tobin, uh, Diocese of Providence. The bishop says, as sat for um, the Catholic Church has been clear and consistent teaching uh, about abortion, but for this reason, I'm very pleased it's overturned it. Recognize many members in light of the ongoing needs of women and children. Now, 
Rhode Island Pro-Life put out a statement as well uh, that it was overturned. Now, and I think this is um, uh, Barth Bracey, who's very, very good. What, what does the ruling mean for Rhode Island? Regrettably, he writes, the Dobbs ruling changes nothing in Rhode Island. Contrary to the prevailing false narrative, this was the case even before the General Assembly passed their extreme abortion on demand virtually any reason right up to the moment of birth. What does it mean the Supreme Court has recognized um, country no longer blocked by the now overturned Roe v. Wade? What's next for the pro-life movement in Rhode Island? Pray for peace, protection of the violent, destructive acts from abortion extremists. Um, and then it goes on from there. So that's uh, their statement. So, folks, again, let's see. Um, Governor McKee put out a statement. But, again, we do want to carry. President Biden is going to speak. And there's obviously a lot of activity and protests going on right now in Washington uh, outside of the Supreme Court. This really also stems from the fact that they had, you know, with the leaked memo, um, He's going to the president's going to speak and then he's also going to lay out uh, President Biden is going to lay out, I believe, his his plans for what should happen. So, I, you know, as you can imagine, something like this totally upends the news cycle and we want to follow it and we'll carry and see what the the president says. So um, and then we'll break it down. I, I think the biggest news is just that. In Rhode Island, it has no bearing, and I don't think it has any bearing in Massachusetts either. This is a horrifying decision, says Michelle Obama. Um, and and then you just wonder how much is this going to really motivate Democrats to then for the, the midterm elections coming up. Now, right now, it's 1228. It's fr- I fully recognize it's a Friday afternoon. It's going to be a gorgeous weekend. But, folks, this is, uh, I mean, this is a historic day. And for the people that never thought it would be overturned, suddenly here we are. But in Rhode Island and Massachusetts, I don't believe it changes anything. There are certain states it doesn't seem like it changes anything. Really, kind of the northeast and then also far west, Illinois. Uh, in the south, it definitely is certain states. It's, it's more of a game changer, so to speak. This portion of the program, folks, brought to you by AtMed Urgent Care. Two locations, Johnston. 1524 Atwood Avenue and also East Greenwich at Med Urgent Care. Your option specializing ambulatory medicine, diagnostic treatment services, uh, services diverse, wide ranging, cost efficient healthcare alternative to hospital based emergencies. And they offer walk in routine urgent care, minor surgical, orthopedic, and trauma, work related injuries. Uh, it's all and it's just faster. I've seen you're you're normally in and out of there. I, that's I've used the East Greenwich location. You're in and out of there in, well, at least you're seen within an hour to ninety minutes tops. Compared to if you go to a lot of emergency rooms, whether it's Rhode Island Hospital, Kent, or wherever, it's you know eight hours, nine hours, ten hours. Not an at med urgent care. And also remember, for those that have COVID, they offer mononuclear antibody infusions boom that zap it and they get you right back on your feet stop it and see them you can find them online at medurgentcare.net at medurgentcare 1524 atwood avenue in johnston and also 5750 post road in east Greenwich. folks it is the john petro show now we have a lot of unique original stories on our website depetro.com and don't forget depetro.com which is brought by the Senadale revival Comfort Food and Cocktails, 2025 Smith Street, North Providence Chain. They do a great job right across from North Providence Town Hall and right next door to Stella Suites. It's Centerdale Revival. Stop in. Great. Going to be a great weekend there. So, folks, we're going to stand by for President Biden, who is going to address the nation on this historic day. I want to um, make sure we're going to carry it. And then I I don't know what's going to happen later. You know, that. There's a very dangerous group called Ruth sent us. They're calling for a night of uh, mayhem and riots, and they want destruction. This is, um, you can, as you can imagine, I would think they're going to then um, be outside 
of the homes of the justices. This is another example where, you know, they they go with mob rule. That's how they operate. Uh, mob rule. And so the, and what but I, I think we're not going to go backwards on this. I don't think we're going to, you know, I'm, I'm looking at NBC Boston has a, a good map of the different states and how it breaks out. There's a lot of information out there. I, um, you know, like everyone else, I, I we are such a divided nation between it's it's hard to believe that between um, between here it is 2022. And, you know, we're still talking about guns and abortion. Okay, so well, we do want to carry. The president is expected. They say twelve thirty. I would think he'd want to be on time, but we never know. With uh, with this White House, um, I, I and it's still too early. I I don't know. Like I I um, I'm anxious to see how much how much is this really a voting issue? I, I obviously you know they want to flame up. The Democrat Party because they want to make this a major voting issue. The Biden administration has been a failing administration. Uh, they, there's no enthusiasm. No one wants to support what's happening with this administration. They don't want to talk about the price of gas. They don't want to talk about the price of oil. They they want to talk about anything other than the price of gas and the price of oil. But and just the way in inflation and the cost of groceries. So, it, but in some way, but you can't, on this one, you can't blame it on, you know, the, oh, okay, he's going to be coming up in just a moment. I do want to carry that. I'm seeing that uh, President Biden, they have the shot, I believe, on the, um, they have the shot, Okay. I do want to carry this. I know I've already said that. They have the shot of where he's going to speak from the White House. Folks, but the the Democrat Party, what else do they have? This this isn't one of the issues. This is their issue for the fall. This is what they're going to count on to rile people up and try to get massive turnout at the polls. What's, What's an interesting dynamic is that the same on the other side... The 2A community, okay, good. All right, there's the shot. So we're going to bring, we're going to carry President Biden as soon as he steps up to the microphone. What's also interesting, though, folks, is the 2A community, they have a major issue. So you have both sides. The thing that's, again, not to be a broken record, and it's, it's a little bit for another day, but what's unfortunate in Rhode Island is because of the voting and how that has the new voting um laws that Governor McKee has signed in, that it's going to be that much harder to try to have impact in these elections. But this definitely sets up a big battle, especially in that Congressional District 2 race of former Chris Mayor Alan Fung. Right now he's against Bob Lancia, but the Lancia campaign is just not, it's just not happening right now. Um, I think he knows that he's got a primary coming up on September 13th. But this, should he advance, and, and no one is making a serious move against Seth Magaziner, it would certainly seem to be Fung Magaziner. When that changes, it changes. Um, I, I'll say that it's changing when I see that it's changing. Right now, there's nothing that leads me to believe that this is going to change. Now, folks, it's going to be very warm this weekend. It's going to be a hot summer. That's why I implore you to visit Jay's Broadway Appliance and TV, 47 Cedar Swamp Road, Route 5 in Smithfield. Now, stop in and see them. You deal directly with the owner. They've been in business since 1963. They're right down the street from Apple Valley Mall. And they're right almost next door to the Thirsty Beaver in, in, uh, in Greenville. Jay's Broadway Appliance and TV, whether it's a new generation of kitchen laundry appliance, beautiful cooking showroom, and right now, how about a brand new grill to kick off the summer season? Jay's Broadway Appliance, they're open Monday through Friday, 10 to 5. You can make an appointment for Saturday or Sunday. 
and you deal directly with the owner, and they'll match or beat any package deal right now. They have air conditioners. Get them now. Because as you know, folks, think with the supply shortage where we could hit some heat waves this summer and suddenly you can't find an air conditioner anywhere. They have them right now. Joe told me that. Um, And whether it's a built-in wall for a senior apartment or a condo. And also a great selection, washers, dryers, dishwashers, refrigerators. They have a 4th of July sale going on right now. You can drive right up to the front door. I implore you to visit my friends, Jay's Broadway Appliance and TV, 47 Cedar Swamp Road, Route 5, Smithfield, right down the street from Apple Valley Mall. Make sure you say Juan sent you. Say, hey, I heard about you on the Juan DePietro show. And folks, um, they will take care of you. Now, again, we're sitting by for President Biden. This portion of the John DePietro show is brought to you by the Coincident Inn. I love it there. A great meal, a feast, if you will, is waiting for you at the Coincident Inn, 226 Coincident Avenue in West Warwick. A Rhode Island tradition since 1977, whether it's lunch, dinner, or drinks and lounge, they have a great bar, 226 Coincident Avenue in West Warwick, the Coincident Inn. So we're going to stand by. We are standing by, I should say. We're standing by for President Biden. He is going to address the nation. This has uh, just come down. Uh, it obviously... Wow. Large numbers of riot police are being mobilized in D.C. They are anticipating mass violence by the left over Roe v. Wade. Folks, they are not sending them out for the Republicans. They're not sending them out for the for the pro-life movement. Justin Obama denounces devastating abortion ruling. You know, right now, this is a little bit off topic at 1237. But I wonder if this could be the issue that motivates Michelle Obama to run in 2024. You just wonder. Because otherwise, they are very happy. Okay. I believe the president, folks, we're going to carry it right now. Here comes President Biden up to the microphone. Today is a, uh, it's not hyperbole to suggest a very solemn moment. Today, the Supreme Court of the United States expressly took away a constitutional right from the American people that it had already recognized. They didn't limit it. They simply took it away. That's never been done to a right so important to so many Americans. But they did it. It's a sad day for the court and for the country. Fifty years ago, Roe v. Wade was decided and has been the law of the land since then. This landmark case protected woman's right to choose. Her right to make intensely personal decisions with her doctor, free from from the interference of politics. It reaffirmed basic principles of equality, that women have the power to control their own destiny, and it reinforced a fundamental right of privacy, a right of each of us to choose how to live our lives. Now, with Roe gone, let's be very clear. The health and life of women in this nation are now at risk. As chairman and ranking member of the Senate Judiciary Committee, As Vice President and now as President of the United States, I've studied this case carefully. I've overseen more Supreme Court confirmations than anyone today, where this case was always discussed. I believe Roe v. Wade was a correct decision as a matter of constitutional law and application of the fundamental right to privacy and liberty in matters of family and personal autonomy. It was a decision on a complex matter through a careful balance between a woman's right to choose earlier in her pregnancy and the state's ability to regulate later in her pregnancy. A decision with broad national consensus that most Americans of faith and backgrounds found acceptable that have been the law of the land for most of the lifetime of Americans today. And it was a constitutional principle upheld by justices appointed by Democrat and Republican presidents alike. Roe v. Wade was a 7-2 decision, 
written by a justice appointed by a Republican president, Richard Nixon. In the five decades that followed Roe v. Wade, justices appointed by Republican presidents from Eisenhower, Nixon, Reagan, George W. Bush were among the justices who voted to uphold the principles set forth in Roe v. Wade. It was three justices named by one president, Donald Trump, who were the core of today's decision to upend the scales of justice and eliminate a fundamental right for women in this country. Make no mistake, this decision is a culmination of a deliberate effort over decades to upset balance of our law. It's a realization of an extreme ideology and a tragic error by the Supreme Court, in my view. The court has done what it has never done before, expressly take away a constitutional right that is so fundamental to so many Americans that it had already been recognized. The court's decision to do so will have real and immediate consequences. State laws banning abortion are automatically taking effect today jeopardizing the health of millions of women, some without exceptions. So extreme that women could be punished for protecting their health. So extreme that women and girls were forced to bear their rapist child. With a child, a consequence. It just, it just stuns me. So I've seen that doctors will be criminalized for fulfilling their duty to care. Imagine having a young woman have to carry a child of incest as a consequence of incest. No option. Too often the case, the poor women are going to be hit the hardest. It's cruel. In fact, the court laid out state laws criminalizing abortion that go back to the 1800s as a rationale. The court literally taking America back 150 years. It's a sad day for the country, in my view. But it doesn't mean the fight's over. Let me be very clear and unambiguous. The only way we can secure a woman's right to choose the balance that existed for Congress to restore the protections of Roe v. Wade as federal law. No executive action from the president can do that. And if Congress, as it appears, lacks the vote to vote to do that now, voters need to make their voices heard. This fall, we must elect more senators and representatives who will codify women's right to choose into federal law once again. Elect more state leaders to protect this right at the local level. We need to restore the protections of Roe as law of the land. We need to elect officials who will do that. This fall, Roe is on the ballot. Personal freedoms are on the ballot. The right to privacy, liberty, equality, they're all on the ballot. Until then, I will do all of my power protect a woman's right in states where they will face the consequences of today's decision. While the court's decision cast a dark shadow over a large swath of the land, many states in this country still recognize a woman's right to choose. So, if a woman lives in a state that restricts abortion, the Supreme Court's decision does not prevent her from traveling from her home state to the state that allows it does not prevent a doctor in that state and that state from treating her. As the Attorney General has made clear, women must remain free to travel safely to another state to seek care they need. My administration will defend that bedrock right. If any state or local official, high or low, tries to interfere with a woman's exercise and her basic right to travel, I will do everything in my power to fight that deeply un-American attack. My administration will also protect a woman's access to medications that are approved by the Food and Drug Administration, the FDA, like contraception, which is essential for preventative health care, mifeprestone, 
which the FDA approved 20 years ago to safely end early pregnancies and is commonly used to treat miscarriages. Some states are saying that they'll try to ban or severely restrict access to these medications. But extremist governors and state legislators are looking to block the mail or search a person's medicine cabinet or control a woman's actions by tracking data on her apps she uses are wrong and extreme and out of touch with the majority of Americans. The American Medical Association, the American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists, wrote to me and Vice President Harris stressing that these laws are not based on are not based on evidence and asking us to act to protect access to care. They say by limiting access to these medicines, maternal mortality will climb in America. That's what they say. Today, I'm directing the Department of Health and Human Services to take steps to ensure these critical medications are available to the fullest extent possible. And the politicians cannot interfere in the decisions that should be made between a woman and her doctor. And my administration remained vigilant as the implications of this decision play out. Folks, this is President Biden. I'm warned about how this right decision now. risks the broader right to privacy on for John everyone. Show, 1247 That's because Roe recognized the fundamental right to privacy. Notice he's going into privacy again. That has served as a basis for so many more rights that have come to take. That is a failed argument, the privacy. That are ingrained in the fabric of this country. This was written for him. The right to make the best decisions for your health. The right to use birth control, a married couple in the privacy of their bedroom. No one is taking that away. Now he's lying. The right to marry the person you love. Oh, my God. Now they go to gay marriage. Justice Thomas said as much today. He explicitly called... To reconsider the wrong interception. This extreme and dangerous path the court is now taking us on. Let me close with two points. First, I call on everyone, no matter how deeply they care about this decision, to keep all protests peaceful. Peaceful, peaceful, peaceful. Oh, yeah. No intimidation. Violence is never acceptable. Threats. And intimidation are not speech. We must stand against violence in any form, regardless of your rationale. Second, I know so many of us are frustrated and disillusioned that the court has taken something away that's so fundamental. I know so many women are now going to face incredibly difficult situations. I hear you. I support you. I stand with you. The consequences and the consensus of the American people, core principles of equality, liberty, dignity, and the stability of the rule of law demand that Roe should not have been overturned. With this decision, the conservative majority of the Supreme Court shows how extreme it is. How far removed they are from the majority of this country. They made the United States an outlier among developed nations in the world. But this decision must not be the final word. My administration will use all of its appropriate lawful powers. But Congress must act. And with your vote, you can act. You can have the final word. This is not over. Thank you very much. More to say this in weeks to come. All right, folks, that is, again, President Biden delivering his marks live to the nation. Right now, it's 12.50, folks, on this Friday. Good afternoon, one and all. Hello, everybody on Facebook Live. And I I also want to just remind people, the thing about Facebook is people like the experience of watching the program because you can interact with other people, share thoughts in real time. Uh, better than just the normal radio experience that people have. So it is, uh, without question, we have a lot of sound to play. And I also want to just mention, folks, and I want to thank one of our uh, listeners who who reminded me that for whatever they didn't hear the phone number that I gave. If I ever read one of our sponsors or a commercial or anything like that, certainly feel free to contact me. The number for Jay's Broadway Appliance and TV 
47 Cedar Swamp Road, Route 5 in Smithfield, is 401-949-7800. They have a very easy-to-remember phone number. And I apologize. I thought I read it. Maybe I didn't. 949-7800. 949-7800. And I don't say that to be a wise guy. I want you to call them. I want you to shop there. I want you to purchase something there. Let me be very clear. If you're thinking of getting a new, any type of an appliance, whether it's a new grill or it's an air conditioner or whether it is, in fact, a dishwasher or a dryer or a washer or refrigerator, right now they have a 4th of July sale. The reason I'm, if you're thinking of buying one of those items, I'm requesting you purchase it from Jay's Broadway Appliance and TV. And don't tell me you can get it for less somewhere else. They'll match or beat any package deal. All right. So thank you to the person that drew that to my attention. I thought I'd given out the phone number. Maybe they missed it. Perhaps 949-7800. Jay's Broadway Appliance and TV. 47 Cedar Swamp Road, Route 5, right uh, down the street from the Apple Valley Mall and right near Thirsty Beaver. And in fact, in Greenville. Uh, Folks, it's obviously a historic day. We're going to stay with this and continue, excuse me, to get local, goodness, reaction um, on this story. And I also want to remind people, I want to give a big shout out to J. Perry Paving. I spoke to them last night. They're doing fantastic business. I want to thank everyone that has contacted them. They get so much business and leads. And it's, folks, it's for a reason. If you want to pave your driveway, residential, commercial, seal coating patios, J. Perry Paving, 20 years experience, commercial paving, residential paving. Call them for a free estimate, 401-732-1730. 401-732-1730, J. Perry Paving. And remember, no one's better to, uh, no one's better to veterans than J. Perry Paving. The benefits of asphalt, it's smooth, affordable, safe to drive on. As far as if there's a veteran in your life, they give you, whether it's your mother or father or grandmother or uncle or aunt or boyfriend or great, uh, they have the best package for veterans. And then once a month, they, they give away a free driveway for a veteran. But you're not gonna, if you're a veteran or you're related one, no one's, you're not getting a lower price anywhere. Nope, full stop. 401-732-1730 is letter J, not Buffet J, J Perry Paving, 401-732-1730. Well, folks, again, it is a historic day. Good afternoon. A lot of rhetoric there, as you can imagine, from President Biden. The situation locally, nothing changes. But that doesn't mean there's they're expecting... Um. They're expecting a lot of trouble tonight in Washington. And, you know, the left, think of this. Now, President Biden, he did start to say it's got to be peaceful and everything. Listen, there, there are progressives online that are talking about we need to go to the homes of members of the Supreme Court and take out them and their family. That, that's not peaceful. That's not peaceful. There's a lot of fear for violence after the decision. Now, there's a big... Uh, rally tonight at the State House. I think we're going to be covering that. I think one after dark will be there. It's it's amazing. It was two years ago. It was that first weekend in June in 2020 when they had the um, let me just pull that up. When they had the big protest at the Rhode Island State House that drew 10,000 people. Let me just get, I, I'm just big on exact dates. That was, um, here we go. Uh, let's see, the riot started Monday night, June 1st. It went to Tuesday, June 2nd. That Friday night, June 5th, that's right. Friday night, June 5th was that massive protest at the Rhode Island State House that it was far more violent than people realized. And, uh, and they, they had a large group of individuals that wanted to go in and destroy the Rhode Island State House. Insurrectionists, if you will. So I am planning on that. Uh, and, and we are going to need security. I know some people have reached out to me. Tonight we would need it. It's expected to be violent, but I do expect to cover it. 
Um, so it's all still coming together. But if that fits you, uh, we normally need larger individuals. I know there's some people that have concealed carry weapons, but it's been my experience that um, unless you're going to shoot someone, it doesn't matter if you have a gun or not. So in the very beginning, when I would do a lot of these, we would gravitate towards people who had concealed carry. But it really, like I said, if the only time you're going to use it is if you're going to shoot someone, and we don't want to do that, um, well, then it's, it's almost the equivalent of not having one. So I find larger individuals just serve as a deterrent, kind of like a bouncer in a nightclub. People think twice about trying to attack one, you know, that's all you need. You just need them to hesitate and they start thinking it through and they're trying to figure it out. And then they, they're intimidated by the size of the individuals with me. So if that fits you, military people are normally good, they're disciplined. We're not looking for trouble, we're not looking for fights. Um, not to go over, I've had people like that. We had one time a guy showed up and he had on like fighting gloves and he was like ready to, he was in Trump gear. He was like ready to rock and roll. And I'm like, no, you don't understand. We 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 like blend in, low key, uh, nondescript is the way you want to dress almost. No, we're not looking for trouble. I want to cover the protests that could get violent. And I just don't want them coming up and smashing my camera and harming me. So if I have some security, it acts as a, as a deterrent. But no, we're not looking for people that want to fight them. We're not there to fight them. And, and then I also, you know, like I said, I don't want to go on and on about it. But all right, so you have a gun. Unless you're going to shoot the gun, <laughs> you, you don't even have to have bullets. But that, that doesn't keep them away. Normally, large individuals, people that are trained like that, you know, martial arts, those people are also very uh, come in handy. Um, I'd like to cover it tonight, but I would expect that, that sometimes they, there's always, you know, it's the mob mentality that takes over. Some people suddenly, now the thing about nighttime also um, is they, they tend to be a little, you know, they've been like, they're on drugs most of the time or they've been drinking for a while, one or the other, sometimes both. So they're a little bit braver, can of courage than they normally would be. So I would, um, I would imagine we're going to cover that tonight for one after dark. Uh, I'd like to, as long as I can do it safely. I'm not. You know, I'm not going there to then have them destroy my equipment or destroy me or anything like that. So if that fits you, just because it's a last minute thing, I normally have a security detail. We haven't needed them in a little while. Um, so I but I, I think we'll have full coverage. Now, folks, right now it's 1258. Coming up, we're going to have the one o'clock news. Now, this is the big news. And we have another full hour to go. Radio only. Radio only. AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Again, we want to look at and give you the the um, how this really affects things, Rhode Island, Massachusetts. We'll give you that, bring you up to date on that. This really has rocketed and taken over. And you're going to hear about it on the 1 o'clock news, this obviously historic day, June 24th, when the Supreme Court has overturned Roe v. Wade. It is uh, obviously very, very historic. So next hour is radio only. You can listen AM 1380, 99.9 FM, or say Alexa, tune to WNRI, and it comes in. Or, like I said, on the website, topetro.com. So the power hour is next. Another full hour to go. Plus, the gun bills in debate. We're going to talk about all of that next after the 1 o'clock news on the John DePetro Show.